Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. Today, it is Shelby and Laura. We're super stoked to be here with you. And we have a, a really cool title today for our podcast and content, and this comes directly from you guys asking more about how to get more yeses on proposal calls. And then it had me thinking, like, why do people even say yes to coaching? So today we're going to discuss why people say yes to coaching. But before we do that, I wanted to invite you to come to our next workshop. It's in about two weeks, Friday, February 2nd at 11 Central. And this is for all of you guys that hate self-promotion and don't want to have to sell yourselves. It's called Don't Sell Yourself, Mastering Idea Promotion. This is a a hack I wish I had the first three years. And we're going to develop this, this mindset shift that can kind of change everything around idea promotion. Shelby, how are you doing on this fine morning of podcast recording? I'm I'm good. I'm like crossing my fingers and toes that just like the tech keeps up with us today. Um, I am so grateful for you guys to continue to tune in every week. Um, for all of our future podcasters, I finally figured out what's going on. Yeah, with the tech side of things. For the longest time, we thought it was my internet connection here in Texas that was consistently terrible all the time. And it turns out I needed a more powerful laptop to be able to keep up with the recording of high definition quality video. <laughs> um, so, holy smokes, how many episodes in are we? Like a hundred and change and... My laptop's arriving later this week and it finally feels good to know. But even as we press record, like my video went fuzzy and I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's happening again. So, um, you know, if we've recorded a hundred episodes so far with fuzzy video, yeah. we'll figure it out. We'll continue to figure it out. But I'm excited to talk about this particular thing today. Um, we just started some new groups, some, no some new mentorship groups. It's the beginning of 2024 and um, I had a call with my January crew today, and this was something that we talked about on our yeah. call this morning of, you know, why do people say yes? Who are you most relevant to? Who who do you have the most intimacy with? Like we were talking about these higher level concepts and um, yeah, we're just going to like pass some wisdom on yeah. this morning to all of you. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, when you first started, Shelby, why did you think people would say yes to coaching? 
Um, to be honest, the only level of awareness I had around it is they would say yes if they thought I could yeah. help them. And that was it. Yeah, and that's – Like if I could say with enough confidence that I could help them, then they'd be like, for sure, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I think that's totally true. And I so, – so what you're basically saying is – some element of confidence and certainty that they experienced in our presence that something would happen that hadn't happened before and and then same, saying yes to that. And then what I think we want to dive into today is like, well, how do you do that as a new coach? This is a new skill and you're a new entrepreneur. Like how do you cultivate uh, the conditions for someone to say yes to coaching even when you're brand new? And I think that we're going to dive into mm-hmm. some ways of tapping into this that are different than you would expect because it's I think it's a little bit more than us being a nurse coach and them thinking that we know what we're doing because we're nurses, which I think we put so much weight on that. We get an NCBC and we're like, well, I have an NCBC, so obviously I know what I'm doing and people are going to listen to me. And then you get into coaching and you realize we're not telling people what to do. We're facilitating transformation. Um. Hmm. I was just so naive. I just did not know what I did mm-hmm. not know in the beginning. And it, the way that I was taught to do proposals as a new coach was like, identify a gap, tell the client that you can help them solve that problem, say your price and be quiet. And like that, that was, that was the protocol. And to be honest, it worked for like a mm-hmm. few of them, but then there's all of these other different sorts of situations that, that didn't yeah. work. And like, what if they had questions? What if they wanted to know what our work was going to look like? What if their partner wasn't on board? What if, you know, like all of these other things that came secondary for me and um, every, I, and now just being a client time and time and time again, the most exciting yeses, the most powerful yeses I've ever said to coaches and healers and other things is on the other end of an experience yes. with them. Yeah. Like like the the intuition, I, I can tap into it a lot deeper and feel more connected to it. Um, therefore, move mountains to make our work together happen when it's coming on the tail end of a powerful experience yeah. with with coaches and healers. Yep. My first proposal was with someone who was really, really experienced. And so I, I'm grateful for that. Here's the other thing that I was thinking of is that had I um, – no, I guess I had had a proposal for, with a nurse coach, but she wasn't a business coach, and I, I was a yes, obviously. But I think the first few times that you're proposed to sets a template on how you're supposed to propose, right? So if you're a coach, like who, whoever yeah. you hire first, however they do their sales process, that like lays the first railroad tracks in your brain of like what it, what it should and could look like. And I had a powerful experience with my first business coach that she cultivated very carefully and very skillfully and with like a depth of presence that I hadn't felt before. And in reflection, it was her presence that created the experience. So it was her, it was her that created the experience. Like she was 
the yeah. space that that made me feel like she could help me. It wasn't what she said she could do or what her program was or what the logistics were or what intellectually I thought was going to happen. It was there was a magical, almost metaphysical moment within our experience that was out of the norm. And I kind of just wanted more of that. Yeah. I think that the first coach I ever paid for, the investment was like $1,800 mm-hmm. for eight weeks or something. And the first, like that coach that you're referencing came with a much larger yeah. price tag, right? Like the the first investment was what, 15 was, grand? Uh, 12500 For yeah. six months? Mm-hmm. 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just like being able to, and I want to be careful to not necessarily like make it black and white here, but like those two experiences were way different from one another. And I remember, I remember getting off that first initial call. It was $1,800. I think the whole sales call was maybe 12 minutes. Like it, it was really Mm -hmm. short. And she was just like, tell me about what you want to create. Tell me about what you want to do. And I did. And she was like, yeah, I can totally help you do that. My next group starts in three weeks. Are you in? And that was it. And I was like, sure. Like I had <laughs> no, no frame of reference to even ask more questions, yeah. right. To, to even do it any differently. And I think too, that, I mean, it worked, right. Laura and I both ended up here. The both, both paths ended up ending up here, but I just kind of like want to make the distinction between both, right? Like Laura was willing to invest like 12 times the amount that I invested initially because of a more powerful experience. Had she spent 12 minutes with me and then charged 12 grand, it would have been like, what the hell yeah, are you talking true. about? true. Like absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> I would I would never. Yeah. 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 I also, I've hired non-business coaches as well. And so when I think of like those people that I've hired, there was some element of that on the call. Um, And so we're going to dive into like, why do people say yes? Like, what are the reasons that they say yes? And obviously, sometimes it's just aligned. Sometimes they're ready to change. Sometimes you know them so well from their content that you've been following for so long. There's so much authority that they have that Mm -hmm. that you're already a yes before you get on the call. And the the call itself is um, kind of secondary. You were kind of already a yes. But I think for you guys in your private practices, when you are inviting people into coaching calls, they are not reaching out to you because they know that you're a coach and they know that you solve a problem that they have, right? Because the successful nurse coach method teaches that we we offer everybody experiences. And so we have two calls to create an experience for them to say yes to. So we are starting with no authority, no relevancy, and hardly any intimacy. And so we have, um, it's actually Mm -hmm. a lot harder (laughs) than it is when you're hiring somebody yeah. that you've been watching or that you've known for a long time. And all of your practices will get to the point where you're st- you'll start to have calls like Shelby's call, where people are, are yes because they already know you from your podcast, from your from social media content, mm-hmm. from your blog, from the book that you write, from the stages that you speak from. Like five, seven years in, you'll have built enough relevancy, intimacy, and authority that you won't have to do this. But when you're just starting um, – we find that the best way to get people to say yes to coaching is to create a transformational moment. Mm-hmm. For sure. And this is like where we are going to give you guys some context on like 
what kind of client is ready for a deep transformational moment? What kind of client does not have the inner capacity yeah. to, to have that kind of moment? This is really like an art and a skill. And I think that it's really hard to wrap your head around until you've yeah. done it uh, at least once, if not 10, 20, 30 times. Like this, this will become more and more clear to you after you've done your own proposals and you get a sense of what it's like to, to be with people in this moment of tension, yeah. if you will, like in, in this, you know, like facilitating this moment for people. Um, I remember, and just for like a little quick story to help give some context here. Um, and I think that, that Amy Owen, one of our lead coaches would be chill with me telling this story. Cause I've heard her tell it before mm-hmm. many times, um, on our like workshops and stuff. But she was one of our probably first few rounds of clients. And I remember it's back when our programs looked a little different. So I worked with her um, for, I think, 12 weeks. And then um, I was doing a back-end offer for her into our first year-long container. And she was talking to me at a resort in Mexico. Like she was on vacation and she was taking some time off. And we were having this like deep coaching moment. And um, then I I told her the price. She was like, well, what is it to work with you for a year? And I told her it was 10 grand to, to be in the group for the group space for a year. And she like took a big breath and she was really quiet. She goes, that's more than I thought it was going to be. And instead of like justifying or validating or any of those things, I just said, okay, I understand. And she goes, but I don't have anywhere else to go. And I was like, well, I also understand that too. And like the moment just like slowed down and she goes, but I really want to be here in this group. And I was like, I can also understand that too. I would love to be in your corner for the next 12 months. I think that your potential is significant. And I, I think that we have great work that we could do together. And the moment kind of like stopped there for a second. And it would be so easy for me to like remove this tension for her, right? To be like, you know, it's it. you think about it, get back to me or go yeah. for a walk on the beach or meditate or Ooh, like go do yeah. your thing and then come back. And we just, we just kind of like we're in it for a moment. And I was like, is this a problem that you want to figure out? Is this something that you can figure out? And she just said, yes, I'll get back to you in a few days. And like, I ended up getting to work with Amy for a long time after that. Now she's part of our team. And that's like one of the coolest stories I got for proposals because I had no awareness to what I was doing in that moment. But oh my God, I'm so proud of previous Shelby for not bursting (laughs) that bubble for her, right? Like not, not because it was uncomfortable, like to have a client sit there and look at you and be like, that's more than I thought it was going to be. And just to hold it and say, I understand it is a big investment. It, It absolutely. And to acknowledge it with them. Um, yeah, spirit was definitely in that moment for me. I don't know where the hell I got that yeah. nerve to do that, to be honest. Well, I even want to <laughs> yeah. just reflect back to how I just experienced that story and how our listeners are going to experience that story. So you could hear like Shelby's voice was lower. She was slow. Amy was shocked kind of. Oh, I didn't know it was going to be that much. Shelby didn't respond. Her nervous system didn't go up. She kept it calm and said, I understand. As if subconsciously saying, nothing's gone wrong mm-hmm. here. This just is what it is. 
and then something else and you didn't cut it again. Yeah. It's like, totally, I understand that. And as opposed to, mm-hmm. yeah, I know it's a lot, but coaching is really important. You have to invest in yourself or blah, 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 blah. Whereas like high and fast and you can tell mm. that my nervous system's excited and I'm uncomfortable. Like you aren't going to make financial decisions with somebody who's doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you highlighted something really important here and something that people talk to me all the time in my DMs about is like, I think that if I would have pushed in that moment, I think that if I would have rushed it or tried to expedite it, that's when it could have felt icky. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's the moment it could have felt gross for both of us. And of course, that's not my intention. Um, and there's this like traditional sales model to where you're taught like, you know, you give them the answer, get to a yes or a no. And there's like this like masculine charge to it. Um, but just being able to slow down and be in the discomfort, both your discomfort and your client's discomfort is necessary for not just proposals, but like coaching in general. Right. So, um, because if you can think of how like that moment potentially could translate into your container to where like every time your client is experiencing some discomfort, you pop this tension bubble for them, dude, that's stealing the magic. Like that's totally stealing the magic of transformation. I can already imagine the DMs we're going to get saying, Shelby and Laura, I thought that you say we coach to the hell yes or the hell no. So let's let's talk about that. Because Mm -hmm. what we don't want is is uh, Shelby did kind of coach to the hell yes or hell no because she got her to the point where um, she knew that she wanted to coach with you. So she kind of said yes, but you didn't push her as far as when can you pay me. Right, right. So I elicited some commitment there, right? And it's the can you figure, can you figure it out? Yes or no? Yes. Give me a few days. I got to move some stuff around. Right. Give me, can I have five days? Right, exactly. Of course you can have five days, you know? Like, of course you can have five days. So even like last week, this weekend, I I called a nurse coach on the phone and I was talking to her. She was very excited about getting started. She knew that she wanted to be in the mentorship. I actually had a spot open up in my mentorship for January and like she could fit really well into that space. And I'm talking to her and she's a hell yeah, she's, she's all in. Right. And I told her, I was like, listen, we don't like to rush big decisions here. The successful nurse coaches, you would be joining this space a week late. Like we can work out all the details. It would be fine. Uh, but I really want you to tune in and like, is now the moment or is like, we're starting another group in March is March the moment for you. Cause like, you're going to have to calibrate kind of quickly here to get on board and to have space for this. And she was like, you know, can I think about it for 24 hours? Can I sit with it? I was like, of course, absolutely. You can sit with it. Right. So like I essentially have the yes, like the commitment to the space, to the work, to the container, to me as her lead, but it's just like, what is the timing of it? right. Right. And I think that that's a hard, it's a delicate balance too. Like I've done hundreds of proposals that has gone wrong in the past where I get, get off calls and I don't, either follow up strongly enough or I don't elicit enough of a commitment or elicit enough of um, uh, like a 
I guess commitment is the word I'm still looking for there. I don't get them to the yes or the no to the work. It's more of like a yes or a no to the timing, if that makes sense. That yeah. might be a little confusing. But um, yeah, we do coach you to get to the yes or to the no, because most new nurse coaches bail way before that point. They bail so much earlier than that point. Yeah. Yeah. And when we're talking about like, why do people say yes for coaching? Yes to coaching. They don't say yes to coaching because of the quality of our proposal in that last 15 minutes on call number two. We want to make sure that you guys understand that there are think key indicators that happen before that. When you are a brand new coach, when you have no intimacy, relevancy, or authority, and a lot of these people you've reached out to and invited in, and through the, the conversation one and conversation two, you've identified a gap and you've sought permission and you're going to propose to them. But it's within, I would say, both mm-hmm. calls. It's the depth that you take the call to that will create a moment for them. For, for people, to, when they're spending time with you to have an idea of this feels different, I feel hope, I feel excited. Something is different here than it's felt before. This is not going to happen through mm-hmm. strategy yeah. and transactional coaching, smart goals, and accountability. It's just not it's not going to. Not that you can't sell coaching yeah. that you do that in, but if you can create a transfer transformational moment, assess for readiness, create a transformational moment, go deeper uh, than the client thinks you're going to go on either call number one or call number two, there's something emotional that happens. And buying coaching for most people is an emotional decision, not a logical one. So when we try to sell mm-hmm. to somebody's logic, 100%. right? Like it, we, we don't create value by talking about the logistics of our program. We create value by them having an experience that elicits emotion and some of those emotions are some kind of hope that something could be permanently different from them if they spent time with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to like rewind back to what you just right. said of like people don't buy from a logical yeah. place. They buy from an emotional place. And so if we're acknowledging that, then we have to create an yes. emotional experience on some yes. level for people to invest in it, right? Um, This is why we have a two-step process for all new nurse coaches to give you guys time to create that and cultivate that. Like this is a pretty significant skill that you are stepping into of building rapport with people, getting to know people, facilitating a deeper moment, laying the foundation for transformation. Oh, and doing a proposal and navigating resistance. Like it's not, it's not like you're just having a conversation with the grocery store checkout lady, you know, like there's, there's a lot of dynamic at play here too. And what can be really helpful. And I think what we're going to cover a lot of in, in deep coaching 101, shameless plug here, but is being able to like tell where your client is at. I think that most nurse coaches can feel it. They can feel yeah. their client whenever they're, they're, oh, wow. Okay. We're going deep. I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. Versus like hanging out on a surface level. But if as a practitioner, you can, um, if you like know what the heck is going on, that can be super helpful too. Not, not in the sense of like, I know where they are so I can push them into the next phase or I can push them deeper or I can drag them deeper into the, into the moment, but just like knowing where they are so that you can, so that you can meet them there. 
Oh, I just got the most insane, cool visual. And, and this is going to make sense to only people who've jumped on big trampolines. So if you have not ever jumped on a large trampoline, this will not make sense to you. But this is what I'm I'm thinking of. Okay. So in, in nurse, nurse coach certification, we learned about the trans theoretical uh, stages of change. This is where it's um, pre-contemplation, contemplation, you guys remember this. And I think we were trained to be always assessing for mm-hmm. that. Well, where is my client in the stages of change? We want to throw all that out the window for this, for this particular part of, mm-hmm. of call number one and call number two. Throw it all out the window. Like we don't need to know where we think logically and psychologically they are. There's a deeper component to them. There's like a, a spiritual, more soul, more intuitive thing we can tune into. This is what we're going to ask you to do. It's a felt sense. And so when you're <laughs> jumping on a, a trampoline, if if you jump right before somebody else, you send them flying up in the air. Like you can get them so high. It's called a double jump. Mm-hmm. And so in a coaching mm-hmm. coaching call number one and coaching call number two, you're double bouncing on this trampoline and they're going slower or faster. And we're not predicting. We're not saying, oh gosh, I'm, I'm watching them and, and I'm predicting and I'm assessing when I can give them a double jump because if they go really high, they're going to hire me. Right. It's almost as if you'd be closing mm-hmm. your eyes mm-hmm. not a, and it's a felt sense of knowing exactly when to bounce because it's an energetics to it. If you can get that in call number one or call number two, it is 99% chance they're going to hire you. 99% chance because yeah. they experience something different that they've never, mm-hmm. they can't experience on their own and they never have experienced on their own. And that's a, like a deeper energetics. It's not a strategic skill set that you learn from studying something logically. So different. It's so woo. Mm-hmm. It's full on woo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think that there's like a couple forces yeah. at play here, right? Of, it's helpful to kind of like satisfy your intellect. So it will yes. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like we to like give your intellect some like things to chew on so the so that it can just like calm down because I mean your intellect's job is to think. And man, brains work great. They think mm-hmm. a lot of thoughts. They're constantly reading the room and like that has a place. And I also think that if you are going to be sinking into an experience with people, sinking into a deep moment with people, then your intellect needs to just like, we need to, we got to like turn down the volume quite a bit on it. And um, something that (laughs) I was in class the other day uh, with, with our mentor and whenever he's like, I, whenever I hear people say, oh, that client just wasn't ready for a deep moment or that client isn't ready for deep coaching. My first question is always, are you sure? Did you do everything possible to set up the container, to set up the healing space, to really slow down and operate at the the pace of spirit? And like, did you do all of the things? Are you sure? And I hear this a lot. These words have come out of my mouth a lot to where I'm like, oh, they're just not ready. They're just not ready for the deep moment. They're just not ready. Oh my God. All my clients just- Broken record. Nobody's ready. I'm calling the kettle black right now. Yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally called. I've been here, but it's, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with this and a lot of awareness that comes with this. And like a, it's so helpful to have experienced a deep moment yourself so that you know, like when you're in it with other people. Yeah. Cause it's hard. It's like, 
a place where words often fail. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's ineffable. It's, there's, it's, uh, I mean, there's lots of different ways you can describe it, but uh, I'll give you guys this example. You know, when something happens that's a coincidence or there's a song playing and you get goosebumps, there's a felt sense. There's, um, people call them God bumps. It's this felt Mm. sense that something supernatural is happening, or maybe it's not happening, but we're we're touching it just for a moment. Like we touch something out of the the norm of our human experience. My first mentor told me that if you can facilitate that, just a touch of it, it doesn't have to be two hours of of this uh, trance of transformation, mm. but that you are, you look for your opening very thoughtfully and you have somebody touch something that is unique, different, ineffable, timeless, and it helps them recognize something different about themselves, they're going to hire you. And it also comes with like a really big responsibility because this is where really, if you don't have integrity, you could coerce people into spending a lot of money with you. Or if you don't have integrity, you can become a cult leader. Do you you guys see what I'm saying here? We're teaching teaching a skill about human behavior that is to only be used with the utmost amount of integrity and intention and a deep desire to serve. And I mean, that has to be present. Mm-hmm. And nurse coaches are this. I mean, I very rarely have we run across a nurse coach who doesn't embody this. That is so the exception in our community. Um, so if you're listening to this, I'm uh, almost 100% certain that you fall into the category where uh, if you learned this, if you learn to take people to deep moments, to have a transformational moment with them on your proposal calls that it's because it's in service to them and they're so lucky to be with you. And it's not you trying to get rich off of like neuro-linguistic programming or some kind of weird tactic. Yeah. And I think it could be helpful maybe to like for us to contextualize and satisfy the intellect even a little bit more here of like, okay, what's actually happening in those deep moments, right? Yeah. Like what, what is going on? And I think I, Gosh, I fell into this category for a really long time and it was necessary. It's necessary to be here. Um, but like there, I think that there's these phases within personal development and, you know, it, it begins like when you hear your first podcast or you read your first personal development book and you're like, oh, I can change anything I want to change yeah. about me. Like the light bulb like goes off. And then, and then you start learning, right? And you're learning and you're learning and you're learning and you're learning all these things about yourself. You're on Instagram and you're following the holistic psychologist and everything she writes. You're like, oh, holy shit. Like this is, all of this is so relevant to me. I'm learning so much. And so then you start learning, but like knowing about yourself is so much different than it's necessary, but it's not the same. I should say it's not the same as evolving your self-concept, right? It's not the same as integration. So like taking all of that intellectual knowledge and then letting it sink in on a deeper level and like actually ricochet into your life and shift the way that you show up in the world. Like, and you kind of have to not, I don't think that maybe everyone has to follow this protocol, but I got stuck in the learning about myself phase for years, like a decade, I was learning and learning and learning and learning and learning and learning and learning. And I felt like an expert and I knew all the things. Um, but I was still like 
annoyed at the people in my life. I was still eating a hundred grams of sugar a day. I was still, you know, like I was, my behavior hadn't shifted yet. You know, like my, my inner thermostat hadn't really shifted yet. And, um, so in these deep moments, like that's what we're facilitating, right? Like we're peeling back layers of the ego. We're really, uh, slowing down so that that can happen. You really can't rush through, through these phases. And, um, I mean, some people can, I mean, like I said, I was in that learning phase for almost 10 years and that's very normal for, for folks to be in just the learning phase for a really long time. Um, but to be honest with the power of Google, people don't need us to tell them things. It's helpful. Like it can, it can move the needle, but like what coaches bring to the table, this deep inner space, that's different. I can't Google that. Right. That's what people will pay for. Yeah. I, uh, experienced, well, I've experienced a lot of humility this year about who I thought I was, what I thought I knew, <laughs> and what's actually possible. So when you unlock the next level of whatever the game is and you want to step into embodying a new way of being, you are it's not super comfortable at all. And um but there's a moment of, I'll give you an example. I want to be a joyful person. I've read about joy. I know that being grateful brings joy. I have all these ideas about what being joyful is. But today I took a, I had a, a momentary decision and I decided to be really joyful in the moment without much thought. And that was like a changed behavior. Like that's a different version mm-hmm. of Laura. And that was a different version of Laura on autopilot in the morning, half asleep in a a normal routine where I'd behave a certain way, like that becomes like, holy shit, like the holy shit moment. It's not like I lost a hundred pounds or I made $2 million Mm -hmm. or whatever the thing is. It's like, I was joyful in a moment that I normally am not. Look at me. Holy smokes. Like it's that. Um, (laughs) So even facilitating an, an opportunity for someone to embody who they could be for 30 seconds on one of your calls is so much more valuable mm. than talking about the strategy and how you're going to get there for 20 minutes. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And I am so excited by more nurse coaches being aware of this kind of yeah. deep work, right? That like, it's not only just smart goals. It's not only accountability. It's not only curiosity uh, that you're bringing to the table here. Like there is really something More. deeply yeah. spiritual about these these moments that you create, and um, at, you know that doesn't have to be tied to a certain dogma or religion or any of that, right? Like it, it's a space where we all meet, where everything where everything yeah. is neutral and then, then we get to choose. Um, I think that the more nurse coaches that can know about the like deep, deep coaching spaces, um, like that's where, that's where actual transformation yeah. happens. That's that there's like even a difference in coaching transformation and coaching transformationally, yeah. right? There's, there's a distinction between, those two things. And, um, 
I thought I knew what deep coaching was until 2023. Yeah. <laughs> and then I actually learned what deep coaching is and experienced deep coaching and deep moments. And um, it's mind blowing. It's genuinely like it, I'm at a loss for words because I just don't yeah. have them, which doesn't happen very often <laughs> for me. But it's like, <laughs> I love um, listening to near death experiences. Yeah. And that's what everybody always says. There's colors that there's no words for. There was music that there's no sounds that I can describe for. So there's nothing that can come out of there's no words that exist on the planet for me to articulate what it is. It's like, I love like I love hearing people describe that because then I can start to like have a felt sense of possibly what that could be, and whatever that is, mm-hmm. is where deep coaching happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, where did I talk? Oh, in a, a Facebook post I wrote recently, I wrote how I got to like medically fake my own death. I got like a, a test run in in faking yeah. my own death, and I mean it's true. Like this this what I was able to tap into for a few brief moments was like this level of profound peace, like this, this, this bright white light and this like big internal hug around every cell in my body. And like even tapping into it now, like my whole body just like relaxes, you know, like it's, it's so. Oh, I get like emotional just um, being here with you. so good. You just touching that. Okay. (laughs) We're having a transformational moment right here on this podcast. So Shelby just saying that, and I, obviously I watched you go through that experience. So I have more skin in the game than just if you've never heard your story before, but like that, like the white <laughs> yeah. light, the warm hug, like knowing that you touched that, and then me being with you with my eyes closed as you say it makes me emotional. I just had a moment. Like I would totally hire you, Shelby. Mm. <laughs> well, thanks. My job here is done. <laughs> my job here is done. Uh, really uh, cool. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it, oh, I think, I mean, it can really be like that simple, yes. right? And, and, Sure, not everybody has their own near-death experience to bring to the table. I can totally acknowledge that. But if we can bring it and slow it, slow your sessions down enough, slow down these moments enough to where people can just like be with something new, with a new possibility, with new hope for like five or 10 seconds. Most people don't have the capacity to like hold it Mm -hmm. for very long, right? And so the the moment might feel brief, Um, but it's, Oh, people will like get off the call and be like, wow, I don't know what just happened, but like that changed yeah. everything. That changed my whole life. Changes your perspective on everything. Yeah. And um, mm. it, again, again, it's so critical to be able to have gone there and had your own transformational moment so that when you guys are in it together, yeah. like you and your client are in it together, that you don't rush it, that you don't, that you don't pop the bubble, that you don't, uh, try to comfort them because that steals the tension as well. Um, like it's just so critical yeah. to have experienced this moment for yourself. Absolutely. We hope to facilitate your own moment in Deep Coaching 101. Uh, it's a tall order in an eight-week uh, experience, but we're going to do our absolute best. But what I would say, another way to like look at what this could bring to your the beginning part of your coaching relationships. So let's say you're a new nurse coach, you're learning the successful nurse coach method, you're doing call number one and call number two, you've been getting a lot of money objections or time objections or my husband objections. Uh, One of my mentors would say, well, you just didn't create a powerful enough experience, period. And 
I I don't want to say it in that mm-hmm. way because then as a newbie, that just feels like shit. So I usually don't say it that way. But from a different perspective is that uh, if you've got somebody thirsty in front of you, but you're too afraid to offer them a drink of water, deep coaching is a drink of water. Like It's just it's it's something that quenches something mm-hmm. that they didn't even know that was bothering them a lot of times. And you don't have to be an expert. It's yeah. like a, it's it's an energetics to it. It's a trust. It's an awareness. Um, it's a surrender. And uh, I think it can make our entire community just stand out that much more from other coaches. And um, yeah, the more people that say yes to our co- to coaching packages with us, it not only creates a sustainable business. But we just get to impact a lot more freaking people in the world. So it's it's good for humanity for us to all learn. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's our ethical responsibility to quench it's the true. thirst of humanity through our art, art, art and skill of coaching. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, too, being a... A little bit of an, an encourage encourager here of like, if you've been a nurse coach for a while, if you um, have been trying to find your footing and find your way um, and you're like, Shelby and Laura, you're just telling me about deep coaching now. Like, why did you keep the secret? And all you know, like I, I just want to, again, bring in that like everything is happening yeah. right on time. This is not, this is a skill that like, Laura found for our community, like the fact that we even know that this other framework exists is thanks to Laura Menard, which God thanks bless. To Facebook. And I want to give Facebook and all the credit on that from one comment. Thanks to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that it's important that we didn't bring the skill to you like in the sense that like we've been like refer- referencing Leon's book for a long time. We send it to all of our mentees Um, but like we wanted to be in the work ourselves first before we started teaching on it. And we wanted to be in it for a while to, so to have a grasp on it, uh, cause it didn't feel necessarily in alignment before now to, to do it. I think that there's a lot of practice and a lot of skill and a lot of learning that happens first. Um, and in deep coaching 101, we just want to like, kind of like open the door for different in your brain of like, here, here are the, just like the basic basics we're going to cover. We're going to satisfy the intellect a lot. And then we're going to facilitate some deeper moments. And, um, you know, if you want to continue on that journey, there will be more opportunities hopefully in the future for that. Um, but I think like Laura and I had to do quite a bit of deconditioning (laughs) in order to, to, uh, be here to be able to have this feel in alignment for us. The only other thing I know of that can do this for people is in-person retreat. I think a lot of our clients experience a version of depth at in-person retreat, and then they carry back to their calls and their clients that makes that big shift. Um, Mm -hmm. And not all of you have Four, you know, three nights and four days to spend with a hundred nurse coaches do, having deeply transformative experiences. So we're <laughs> we're trying to facilitate uh, that in a bite sized piece on Tuesday nights for a few months. It's it's our um, our yeah. intent to give you enough of 
to, to wear the snorkel for just long enough that you feel comfortable diving deep with your clients, even momentarily on call number one and call number two and the rest of the container. And, um, you know, in three months, mm-hmm. we'll come back on here. We'll tell you if it was awesome or what we learned or like whatever. We'll be totally transparent. This is brand new. We have really, really high hopes. I haven't been this excited in like five years, though, about something. I haven't. I'm not to put any pressure, Shelby, but I'm like, I'm really excited about this moment. No, I don't feel any pressure at all. I don't feel any. Uh, Yeah. I've seen you excited many times. So I think that it just speaks to, um, I think it just speaks to that. It's like the right time, right place, right, right. Everything. Right. So, um, yeah. And also too, to be honest, like it, there's a little bit of relief in that, like, it's not just your skill and my skill coming to the table, right? <laughs> yes. There's this other dynamic, this other, this other, this other source of support. And, um, that's really comforting yeah. as well. Yep. Totally. <sighs> All right, guys. Thanks for <laughs> potentially putting on your snorkel for just a moment here as you're listening to our podcast. I want to remind you our our next workshop is more about sales. It's called Don't Sell Yourself Mastering Idea Promotion on February 2nd at 11. This is like my favorite because who listening actually wants to self-promote and do 100 pieces of content a day and tell everybody how great you are for the rest of your life? If that doesn't appeal to you, going to give you a different framework that that can work like a snap in the way that you show up um, and how it feels to be your own marketing director in your business in a way that feels really good. So hope to see you there and we'll see you next week.